And then shortly after that, when we started playing and she was regulated and she was happy again, like I told her, I was like, hey, Emmy, next time I raise my voice at you, I give you full permission to say, stop yelling at me, mommy. Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm too. Welcome to Grace, Giggles, and Growing Pains by Mommy and my Daddy, Jen and Brandon Rogers. Can't stop yawning. All right. Like four yawns since we sat down <laughs> two minutes ago. Yeah, your brain's trying to wake up to be present and excited about the podcast. Mm. So welcome, everyone. I am everyone. excited about the podcast. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about today. Yeah. I'm glad you say that. I want to start off with reading a comment, a lovely comment. I haven't gotten back to it yet, Christy, but maybe I will before the podcast Hi, gets Christy. published. Yeah. Um, good to see you again. It's been a while. Mm. But should we read this? Not a shortened version of it, sure. Okay. Yeah. So as we came to this podcast, we didn't really know what to talk about. We have a list of ideas, but mm. nothing was pulling at us. Yeah. And there was a topic that came up yesterday, which we may or may not touch on today. So we felt a little unprepared because there was nothing that we wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that one's, I don't know, it's still kind of, we're still working through that one. Mm -hmm. The important point is, is that this comment by Christy helped to remind us what we're doing this for. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice. Mm -hmm. She basically said, hey, welcome back. Mm -hmm. I love seeing you. Whatever you guys do, don't worry about making a big mission statement to inspire to teach or mm. whatever a lot of us that are here still thank you for being here for a lot of you that are back mm. <laughs> are here just because they want to hear like our day-to-day -day life our exactly. thoughts yeah exactly which really took some of the pressure off because yeah even if we didn't feel a strong conviction to talk about any one thing we knew we wanted to sit down and film yeah so thank you christy yeah. um it's it's helpful to know that and it's so easy to lose sight. Yeah. I think that's kind of partly what happened. Like last week we talked about our experience with Maui and then all the crazy stuff with Maui happened with Ugh. the worst natural disaster. I don't even know if it's natural anymore, but the worst disaster that's happened in a long time. So our friends are over there still running around, housing people, trying to get people food and provision and mm -hmm. just starting to figure out how to rebuild. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of crazy over there still. Yeah, I'm hearing stories about, I mean, I don't know if this is the case anymore because apparently supplies in terms of like clothing and diapers and formulas isn't, there isn't a huge shortage. Yeah. But I'm hearing stories about like moms that just gave birth and I can't imagine being displaced and not having a home, having a baby that's just a few weeks old. And yeah, yeah it's been really devastating to hear about. And Yeah, and there's, I mean, Good buddy of mine he still hasn't heard from a guy he knows and oh, his really? mother yeah so they're still waiting to see if they're okay i mean i think the death toll and stuff is still they're still trying to get that final tally yeah which is horrifying and then i mean aside from that just this buddy same buddy his brother and his wife lost their home their business just having everything decimated like that i don't know what that journey looks like to come back. Mm. And so in the midst of all this, you know, we're still, we talked about chaos mm -hmm. and having perspective. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit tricky. It's always tricky. I mean, we haven't figured it out necessarily because mm -hmm. we're still like, man, 
be nice to have a home. I like wish own a home to own a home. home. Yeah. Yeah. God, when are you going to get me a job? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been a while since the layoffs. Yeah. So we're still very much in that state of uncertainty. And then we had that reflection. We had a post on our new website, graceandgiggles.co, where we, after we talk about this, it's just nice. There's always things that we wish we had said better or some new insight that comes from it. And so put, penned that down a little bit, mm. posted it. And then the day after we went to church and mm. I thought it was amazing because it was, first of all, it's been probably over a decade since we've found a church. I don't even know if we've have, we've never had a church that we've been excited to go to. Yes. For no as offense. long as we've been together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, I think the last time I was excited to go to church was the church I was a part of when I was in New York before I moved out to Korea. And it was really because I, yeah, I just loved my friends there, the praise, even the sermons, but it's been a long time since exactly we even wanted to commit to a church yeah, right yeah so no so let me take that walk that back a little bit i have been excited and we've been a part of churches where i've been excited to see people yes yeah but i've always had some beef with how the churches run this this whole sermon style of church that is frankly not really in the bible <laughs> like not not like that not where it's like okay once a week you go and you hear someone talk mm. that whole thing because that's not church. I mean, church has got the body, right? It's the people and it's what we do together. But what's really nice about this church is that, goodness gracious, everything seems to be... Everything is amazing. On point. So on point. So for yeah. example, the child ministry, the children's ministry. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we walked into the children's ministry and I felt like I was on set of a theater. Yeah. looks like a kid museum or something. Yeah, exactly. A children's museum. Yeah. And then there's classrooms for every age from like newborn to, I don't know, there's like different departments too of the toddler preschool and then there's elementary and then yeah. higher. I don't know too much about elementary and up because obviously our kids are still young, but there's someone to hold Izzy. And I had reservations about dropping Izzy off to someone other than us. Sure. And even in the past when we did try church with the girls, yeah. it was a, a lot of times we would try to drop Emmy off and she'd be like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And we wouldn't force her. So we take her to service with us. But of course, I mean, she's a toddler. Just yeah. sitting still is really hard. And I don't like, I don't want her to be a distraction to other people, like listening to the message. And then Izzy, who needs to be tossed and, you know, mm -hmm. she definitely can't stay still. And a lot of times that involves you holding her, walking out and bouncing her, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so are we, we're not really there to be able to pay attention or be present in a way that we want to be. But yeah, we've, got emmy's gotten acclimated so she goes and yes. she almost looks forward to it. oh yeah, yeah so then even when we drop her off as soon as you before you even walk through the doors at church they have buckets of starburst specifically it's the brilliant. pink and red ones yeah. the best ones yeah. and so every sunday emmy's like oh can i get a starburst i'm like yes you always get a starburst when we get to church she'll pick one up and then she'll unwrap it on the way to her classroom yeah and then she goes in and she's familiar with the teachers there. So she looks forward to that. They always have fun little activities for her. Yeah. And then, oh, poor Izzy, though, every week. She used to she used to cry once we got into the classroom. But now, like, as we approach the building, she starts crying. She knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, actually, 
it, that may that day may come, but right now it's as soon as I walk in and I say hi to the first person, she suddenly she's realizes there. where she is yes. and then freaks it out. Freaks her out. She starts crying. But then there's always someone that'll hold her the whole time. And yeah. we did. We're we are getting reports that she is getting better. Yeah. And if either of our children mm -hmm. are ever at a point where they're inconsolable, they'll text us and we can come get them at any point. Yeah. So that's nice. And then. The biggest thing too, okay, not the biggest, but one of the biggest things is that it's the one hour a week that you and I have together without our children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, and during the sermon, we're just floored by the message. The yeah. presentation, I mean, okay, even something as simple as this is what I appreciate. In the parking lot, mm -hmm. if you park oh far enough, there are golf carts, like a nine passenger yeah. golf cart, like two of them, I think, just circling the parking lot. So if you park far enough and then you get out of your car, they're like, hey, do you want to ride? And then they drive you. They chauffeur you to the front doors of the church. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny now. Emmy really looks forward to that. We've been really lucky. We've been parking very close to the entrance. Yeah. But even then, Emmy will want to ride this golf cart. They're so nice. They're like, yeah, hop on. And then they'll make circles just so that Emmy can yeah. get on this golf cart. Yeah. So she looks forward to that. She looks forward to the Starburst. And then it just really eases the drop off. Yeah. So just these little attention, the, the attention to detail yeah. is phenomenal. And, and the fact that sermons have been blowing us away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from yeah. my perspective, it's when we go to children's church, besides it looking nice and stuff, there's like hordes of people there for children's ministry, like staff members. Oh, so many volunteers. Yeah. yeah and they're, everyone we've met have been, they've been so kind. Yeah. And I sat in on their, like they all get together and they do presentations and dances and apparently Emmy's dancing starting the whole time. Starting to singing and dance, starting yeah. to sing and dance now, which yeah. she didn't before. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sermons, I mean, the beef that I've always had with sermons is that most churches you go to, it's very like almost like they're trying to guilt you into understanding God's love, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is not Jesus's ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, in fact, he spoke in parables so that he could meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main point. Like, it's not about what we can receive necessarily. Mm -hmm. What I love about it is that, like, in every aspect, you could t naturally tell it's love because they're trying to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And that's what the sermon's about. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it, he dives deep into what the words mean and really tries to stick true to what mm -hmm. the Bible says, mm -hmm. but it's also presented in such a way where it's like, no matter where you're at in life, even if you don't, know and follow Jesus, mm -hmm. you don't feel judged. You don't right. feel confused because you're using all this Christianese of right. people. Right. It's, and it's well presented. I mean, the slides, I mean, this it's time so in this sermon, this is kind of the second point that I wanted to come to, which is it was so the cherry on the Sunday of what we've been learning this past week mm -hmm. about not placing our trust in things mm -hmm. or the things of the world. Mm -hmm. And it was, he used this prop. It was the best use of a prop I've ever seen in a talk, probably. Yeah. yeah. And what I want to do, I don't want to get too much into it because I would do a disservice to the message. Mm -hmm. I do want to link it. So yeah. if you're interested in hearing this sermon, that really was just such a great... Well, I would even recommend the series because it was a... F is it a four or five part series? Yes, I definitely recommend the series. Yes, because Absolutely. he did say like, hey, yeah. if this is your first week here, go back and listen to the other ones. I feel like it will just make more sense yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think there's enough context based on what we've mm -hmm. talked about. If you're interested to give that one a go, yeah. and then if you wanted to go back and listen, yeah. then it'll be great. So I am going to link that, but it's good. 
because it, it was about perspective. It forces us to get deeper into our lives. And one of the, what we touched upon yesterday, and we won't get too much in detail, but it was about the fact that we need to learn to value things that are of eternity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yesterday you had a moment where you showered because we were talking about, oh, what if she talk about tomorrow? And then you were showering and then all of a sudden you had this, this flashback of all these experiences you had in the past where kind of like in, with Jesus, when he was being tempted in the desert, he was like, I can give you the keys to the kingdom, mm. essentially. Mm. And Jesus is like, that, that's nothing, <laughs> basically. Mm. I mean, mm. I can't quote the exact verse right now, mm. but that's kind of the moment you had yesterday when you were mm-hmm. showering was, wow, I, I really could have had all the creature comforts if I had chosen these multiple different paths. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I think you were very careful in saying it's like, it's not because I'm amazing or whatever. It's just for whatever reason, God showed me that path. Mm-hmm. But there was something in you that said, it wasn't no, satisfying. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Yeah. It felt like you would have sold your, a, a piece of your soul. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And it's really meaningful in this time when I'm unemployed right now because of all these tech layoffs. I'm actively searching and I'm working on a lot of projects, which isn't really paying for us and we're not broke we're not homeless and in fact i've never been homeless or hungry or poor Mm -hmm. so there's plenty to be thankful for Mm -hmm. but we do keep coming up against this and in the sermon he calls it like this idea of more Mm -hmm. like having more Mm -hmm. like if we if we just had this much more Mm -hmm. we'd be at peace we'd be happy and joyful and when you get there it's like oh but just a little more oh greed yeah he was talking about greed yeah and that's what that that stems from is greed yeah and despite all the learnings from last week i was definitely convicted of my sights are on the other side of what i can what more i can get sure i mean even just a few days ago i'm like I want a pool. (laughs) I want a pool in our backyard. I've never wanted a pool in my life. But recently, we were invited over to our new friends that we made from church. Great couple. Mm. I just wish we could spend more time with them. They've got two little girls around Emmy and Izzy's age. And it's just chaos because we're trying to have a conversation. They're really fun to talk to. And like all four girls are screaming for our attention. But they invited us over because they have a pool. And... Again, I've never wanted a pool before in my life, not to own, but we go into their backyard. Like, we just stepped out from their living room to go to their backyard. And, you know, with all the stuff that is required when you have little kids, it was just such a short trip. Mm-hmm. And then we got to come right in and just the, the close proximity and the convenience of one. I'm like, we need to have a pool now. <laughs> Our future home needs to have a pool, especially if we're going to continue to live in Texas in this heat. And... It's just so funny that just these earthly possessions that are so attractive and so easily justifiable in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other night I woke up from a dream, like lusting over a grill. Oh, yes. And the funny thing is it wasn't just this girl that magically appeared. You know, Brandon, I've mentioned before that he likes he makes friends everywhere he goes. And I remember one trip to Costco, we were like trying to be in and out, but we lost him. And when we found him, he was like talking to a guy selling a grill there. And he just kept chatting him up. And ever since then, you've been wanting this one grill. Yeah, well, what's funny is during that chat, I was, Emmy, you had walked away and Emmy was with me. And yeah. I said, hey, yeah, Emmy, go find mommy. She's probably over there in the cold section, in the cold place. Oh, she loves the freezer section. So, of <laughs> yeah. so 
I sent her away, and then as I'm talking to this guy, I just hear a loud wail, and I was like, oh, crap, that's my baby. <laughs> and I look over, and Emmy's by herself screaming, yeah. and I'm like, did you lose her? Yeah, you weren't in the cold place. You had moved on past <laughs> right, right, that. Right, 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 with Izzy, and yeah. Yeah, she, she was freaking out. So I, I can't say that I felt like a bad parent because I knew nothing would go wrong, but I did, I did feel like, ooh, people might judge me for this one. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so the, re the reason is... <clears throat> So we live in an apartment right now, and while this apartment is the biggest place we've ever lived we've, in, fifteen hundred square feet, foot. I don't know. It's a it's, mansion. Yeah, yeah, maybe you New Yorkers <laughs> would, would be like, well, "That's huge." <laughs> I don't know, but for us, it is a mansion. You know, living in the middle of Seoul, where real estate's small, Maui, where things are expensive, and then New York, and then the Airbnb where I was sitting on the toilet, and my knees were touching the wall, which I don't even know if you can imagine such a layout. But, and then we're here. We have two bathrooms. We have three bedrooms. We have a little patio area we go, to, go out to and relax. I remember in. when we first came in and before it, it was. This is a new build, so there was nothing in here, yeah. right? Because the last two homes we lived on Maui, they were fully furnished when we were renting. Mm -hmm. So we come in here. It's all this empty space, and Emmy is just running up and down the halls, going into all the bedrooms, and we my almost cry. Like yeah. right, my heart was so full. Oh man! And then we would joke around like I would call for you from the living room, but then yeah. you can hear me because you were all the way <laughs> yeah, in the master right. bathroom. I forgot about that with our double sinks that I've always wanted. And yeah. Anyway, going back to the grill, we live in an oh. apartment. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously now we're in Texas, where things are bigger, and you know, even though Austin's not cheap necessarily, I mean, the the standard here is higher, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So apartment living with two kids most people will be like oh how do you do that yeah. <laughs> right so it's all about perspective but we as parents mealtime the, mm. the worst question to ask is what What's are we having for, for lunch what, what are, are we, we having eating? for dinner yeah uh, it is the worst it's a very you, triggering question yeah you have what's the word for yeah yeah you're just triggered by the thought of cooking yeah. in general yeah even though you did go through a nice little phase of cooking and kind I of did. enjoying it yeah yeah you're back in that phase where you sort of there's this huge resistance to it and i don't like it i'm getting lazier and lazier about it and so i'm like oh i want a meal prep and i want i wish i had a grill but they don't allow propane grills or you know obviously that's a little dangerous to have it on the, uh, balcony. On the balcony of a, an apartment whatever so the traeger grill i didn't realize i've seen it before it's a big brand but when i talked to the guy i found out it's you can get all the wood smoke which we love and it's electric. I didn't realize that. And he was saying that he was able to have a grill in his apartment because it was electric. And so in my dream, I was thinking, what, $800? I mean, we don't I have that. I thought it was 1000 Well, no, the one that he, the, oh. the, the entry one was at the, uh, 800 They had okay. much bigger ones for okay. much more, but this one was $800. Okay. And I think, I, well, I think you're confused because with all the attachments and what it came with, it was it would be like twelve hundred in I other see. places. Okay. This is a Costco deal. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I was <laughs> all these justifications like, yeah, we need this. It's like it would be so helpful for food prep, and it would be really good, and we can have it here probably. And so, like, I had this kind of lusty dream about having this, and in my dream, I remember thinking, okay, because the apartment complex, they email us announcements and all that kind of stuff, and so I was like, okay, look up grill. Well, I should bleep that out. <laughs> anyway, our apartment name, so that I can find and see what kind of the what are the rules are for having this. And I just woke up in this deep state of desire for this thing. So, yeah, it was weird. I've never had that kind of dream of lusting for some item, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? 
This is what I mean. Like there are certain things that seem so justifiable. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, if we just had one more bedroom, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like a, a studio room where we can do these podcasts and get better and better. <laughs> it's never ending. Yeah, it's never ending. So this was like last week and then we went when then we went to the sermon. And so it was nice to remember that that's not what's going to satisfy us yeah there's a lot to be that we can be grateful for and in the midst of all this want we're we're even more primed to see what is really important right so there were definitely many times this week where i was able to just kind of lay down even the work that i wanted to do because i I find that even sometimes when i'm working Mm -hmm. i work with this heart's desire of receiving in return whether that's affirmation or whether that's money or building an asset or a business and all these things and i mean that was at the heart of what screwed us up in maui mm-hmm. and to come full circle this is was this is why i think the comment from christy was so nice is because she's reminding us that just come as you are yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like at the church you know that's what love is about yeah so that was that do you have a highlight from the week? Highlight from this week. I do. I was just thinking about, oh, because we were talking about how this whole gentle, connective parenting mm. has been going with Emmy. Oh, yeah. And That's a good topic. I dropped the ball a few days ago. We were at the pool. And just like the going to the pool with the kids, it, it can be kind of hectic with trying to Get all the sunscreen on. Make sure Izzy's glasses aren't dirty so she can see in the water. Get her hat on. Get Emmy's floaty on. You know, just all the preparation before we can actually go inside of the pool and enjoy our time. And I remember she kept calling for me, kept calling for me to do something for her. And I kept telling her to hold on. And then maybe after the third or fourth time, I was like, Emmy, I'm not able to help you right now. Or what? It doesn't matter what I said. But I raised my voice and I was very upset oh yeah and you you definitely displayed your most ferocious face yes (laughs) i looked at her very sternly yelled her name and she started crying yeah i was like oh i knew i shouldn't have done that i I mean i knew it before i did i'm like okay just tell her it's okay emmy i'm almost there i was very calm very calm very calm and then i went from zero to 100 that fourth time that she called for me and i went into the pool shortly after and every time there's a disconnect between us. Emmy's thing is that she wants to be held. She says mommy up or daddy up and she wants to be held and then she wants to cry on us, which we always allow. And then I just felt convicted to apologize to her like I do. I'm like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled at you, you know. And then this is one thing that I really want to work on is not explaining to her in the moment. I'm like, hey, Emmy, I'm trying to do all these things so that we can get in the Mm. pool and have a good time. And I find myself doing that. Yeah, yeah. But... In the state that she's in, she's not ready to receive that. And I'm almost just doing it for myself to kind of explain my action. So I could have done away with that. That's not even the point. So I was telling her, I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have yelled at you. And then shortly after that, when we started playing and she was regulated and she was happy again, like I told her, I was like, hey, Emmy, next time I raise my voice at you, I give you full permission to say, stop yelling at me, mommy, or don't yell at me. Mm. 
And I'm like, oh, that's going to be really tough because I'm sure if I hear those words in a moment where I'm heated, I'm going to struggle with it. But it just felt right to give her that because Mm -hmm. she has the right to that boundary, right? That's true. And I said this to her and I think you missed it, but the look on her face, Mm -hmm. she looked at me. She was like, she nodded. She nodded and it's almost like I gave her her power back. Mm -hmm. And... It felt so loving to be able to empower her in that way. Because, God, I can't imagine my parents ever saying that to me. Or, like, if they raise their voice and be like, hey, next time I do this, I want you to call me out on it. And I told her, I'm like, Emmy, I'm going to get upset with you. You're going to get upset with me. And getting upset with each other, that's okay. That's not a problem. But I don't want to behave this way. Like, I don't want this to be the action that I choose is to yell at you and make you feel this way. Yeah. And then once I said that, she she gave me that nod and something lit up inside of her and she was fine after. And I forgot what you said afterward. And you're like, well, that was a bold move or something like you said something about yeah, what you I know, put on the table, right? It's yeah. I think it's because <laughs> it's this whole you give them an inch, they take a mile oh, kind yeah, of idea. She's been doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I forget. I wish I could remember the specific example of it, but I do think it's actually, I think it's related to us, you know, being stern with her, mm-hmm. right? Where she'll milk it now. Mm-hmm. Like she'll pretend to be more upset than she is. Mm-hmm. And then and say, she, Oh, she, recently she's been screaming inside restaurants. And when she's having her tantrum, yeah. I feel like they have escalated quite yeah. a bit, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you see? Exactly. So so we, we, we let her know where that boundary is and she tries to overstep it like, a few mm, number of steps. can I take this? Yeah. And I think it's tempting for me to be like, okay, don't even let her have that because then she no. will take over. But then that's that's all a part of learning the boundary, like you said. And so I said it was bold. Not that it was bad. It was courageous and it was right. But I, I saw that possibility and I was like, ooh, do we want to, is it? Is now the time? Is she capable of wielding this power in this moment? She's not even three yet. I think she can. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why it's so beautiful is because she absolutely can. She understood. And it's weird how, like, even little kids know. Yeah. Like, what they know what's right and wrong, and their job is kind of to test. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, apparently by 18 months of age, they, like, have a good idea of morality. And. Oh. Yeah. I forget what were the research I. I forgot where the research is from, but I remember learning that recently. I'm like, oh, so that's why they're saying that the shaming and guilting is actually doing more harm because they know, even when they lie, like they know that it's wrong. Yeah. So we don't need to pile on on top of that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll report back. But I did want to give that to her because I don't want her to think that it's okay for me to lash out because I feel some way to her. Like that's not fair to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love it. Another reason I think I love it is because right or wrong, us being there to help her process through that is what's going to help her to process through things in the future. Right. So when one we're of the, not there. <laughs> yeah. So one of the topics of gentle parenting that I struggled with understanding just in my analytical brain was, I mean, she's kind of just throwing tantrums to either get her own way or just making everyday things that she knows is coming a big deal, mm-hmm. like going to sleep mm-hmm. or whatever, or just even when we are actively trying to give her choices so that she has some say in what's happening, she doesn't respond and mm-hmm. and behaves in that way. And I guess in my head, in my 
simple way of thinking and what we know about parenting is just kind of like, you know, I, I keep just trying to nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. Like emotions rise, stop it, stop crying. And I, and I come in and do that. And then I had this moment of thinking like, wow, I don't really know how to do that because I don't think I was taught how to like to, to feel those things mm-hmm. and overcome them. Mm-hmm. Right? And in fact, I didn't even realize that I was a feeler, let's just say, until I took the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't taken the Enneagram, we highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Can you share your type? Yeah, so I'm a type one, mm-hmm. the reformer. Mm-hmm. I like that one better than the, the other name, which is the perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, I'm always kind of thinking about the ideal and whatnot. But the point I'm trying to make about the Enneagram in this circumstance is that the there are nine types, and then it's center. How do I say this? Center. Yeah, so there's three centers so there's nine types. There's three types that's associated with three centers. That's the thing. That's okay, what I was trying to say. Go. And then the three centers are the head center, the heart center, and the, gut. and the gut center. And the type one, I mean, I would have assumed that I would be head center. Right. Because I'm more, you're so analytical. Yeah. yeah. But it turns out I'm actually more gut centered. And when I look back, I actually know this to be true. I feel something to be amiss or needs to be a certain way. And then I pile a bunch of logic and analyzing and data points to it. Mm-hmm. So that method really goes awry, especially when I repress the emotions, mm-hmm. right? So these emotions of rage, especially mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. well up in me. Mm-hmm. And then I push that down with, this is not the right strategic move, mm-hmm. right? And I push it down and then I find a way to bring details and logic mm-hmm. to essentially just justify myself or mm-hmm. have my own way, mm-hmm. which is obviously not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of me and Emmy because she very much needs the affirmation and attention. I mean, most kids are like that, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between Emmy and Izzy. I mean, Izzy's more able to explore by herself. She gets into things more, right. whereas Emmy's very relational. Very relational, very orderly. Yeah. But she's all, yeah. So exactly. That's the other one, orderly. And I, I think I was like that. Mm. And I, I had this moment where I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, this is a huge tool that Emmy could have early on if we're able to just let her feel those things and then model how she should work her way through it. Through it. Not right. even over or under it, but like through it. Right. And I, I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point too, it's, I felt a lot of shame growing up whenever I would try to voice anything. Yeah. And my voice would start shaking or I would start crying. And it was, there was always a shutdown of like, don't cry. Mm-hmm. Why are you crying? It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for Emmy to have that. So yeah. as hard as it is for us to sit through it, I think something that we're really working on is, God, even what I'm learning about through connective parenting is it's really hard when your child has a tantrum mm-hmm. in a public place because mm-hmm. they're crying and screaming and you're just supposed to let them let it out this way. Because what happens is if you help them stuff it or distract them, it's going to come out later. Mm-hmm. We're going to come home and she's going to start like bugging her sibling or, mm-hmm. you know, not sitting down for a meal. So you may temporarily be able to halt it if you do distract them from it, but it's going to come out in other ways. So it's just better to let them feel it when they do. But it's hard because if you're in a public place and your child is screaming, you have other people looking at you and judging you yeah rightfully so maybe not rightfully so but it makes sense why they would right yeah i would i mean before i became a parent i'm like why is that child why is that parent letting this child be such a disturbance or whatever you know things that i completely had no 
no right to judge, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And now I'm trying to do this thing where I want what's best for Emmy. Mm -hmm. And if that's what it takes for her to get it out, like I want to be able to support her because, mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, later on when she enters the real world or whatever, she's going to go through her own struggles. And mm -hmm. I want to be a safe landing place for her, mm -hmm. for her to come to and unload. Because if she can't even unload with the two safest people that she knows yeah. where is all that gonna go where are yeah. all her emotions and all these feelings and you know if she does feel shame and guilt she's going to think that okay if i feel this way then it's bad and i'm bad yeah. and then she might either get really good at stuffing it or yeah. being aggressive in other ways yeah and in fact i think that style of parenting seems to reinforce more of an external approach mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. You don't want to do this because you don't want people to judge you or you don't right. want people to not right. like you because of this emotional outburst. Right. And while that might be true, right, because we've been guilty of that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not I mean, this all comes back down to the perspective, right, of what's important yeah. and being us and internally driven and all that stuff. So I think it's I didn't realize that I'd be I was reinforcing mm. how you should just present yourself mm -hmm. to be liked, mm -hmm. which is terrible. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a really cool one to learn mm -hmm. this past week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm struggling with it still because. It's definitely not easy. Mm -mm. And I have to be okay with people viewing me a certain way. And I have a hard time with that. You know, I don't want to create disturbances or. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to let her scream her head off if we were in a church listening to a message or something. And I, and I feel like I'm going to figure out ways on how to i mean i probably would just pull her out and let yeah, her have the tantrum exactly, yeah. but i don't want her to stuff something just so that we can please other people yeah yes. the people pleasing thing yes i don't want her to have that i mean of course i want her to be a respectable kind member of society mm -hmm. but i think there are other ways of getting there than what we were taught what we grew up with yeah i'm really thankful we're learning that do we call it gentle? Is it gentle parenting or? I think that's one of the terms. Okay. I like connective parenting. Yeah. I, I, some, there's something that turns me off about that term, but yes. I feel like that's the more mainstream term these days, yeah. gentle parenting. Yeah. I, I, I like the name better too, because it's not even just about connecting with them relationally. It's about connecting with yourself. And, right. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's not just all for the benefit of Emmy too. Like I find that what I'm learning, it's changing me too. And I feel like the next level is, yeah. oh, how can I extend this kind of grace to myself or to you? Yes. And that's very tricky. It's almost like, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Right now my focus is on Emmy. Yeah. But even the whole playful aspect too. Mm -hmm. Like I just started reading this book called Playful Parenting. Mm -hmm. And it's an extension of what I've been learning about this connective parenting style. And it really came from a place that it's been brewing in me about wanting to be more playful because that's one huge way to mm -hmm. speak a, ch a child's language mm -hmm. in connecting with them. Yeah. And one of the things I've been learning too is, you know, let's say your child goes to school and is basically being told to do all day, told what to do all day, right? There are certain list of rules and things you have to follow. And, and I get it. There's like one adult, usually one or two adults managing a classroom full of children. So yeah. there has to be that kind of structure and order. But a child being told to sit and get in line and you can only use the bathroom at this time or whatever it is. And then coming home and having so much pent up. All day you didn't get to do what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. 
And so one of the things that I learned was like playing school yeah. when you get home with the yeah. kid and letting them be the teacher. And the stuff that comes out of them, <laughs> it gives you really good insight into what they experience during the day. It's like a really good purge. Uh -huh. And it, it allows them to just really decompress and it yeah. gives them that power back. Uh, right. And also as a parent, instead of how was your day? Apparently, that's one of the worst questions you can ask your oh, child. Why did you let me do it? I keep doing it. Well, I learned this recently. Oh, okay, yeah. And okay. OK, she's two. She's like, good. What was your favorite part? Snacks. Every time I stopped asking because it's always that. What did you eat? Cheerios. Cool. Uh, we well, would do all these cool things. And it's always okay. her favorite part is snacks. So I actually my question is actually how what was your the favorite, favorite part, part of yeah. your day? And is that OK? Or I that's think that's okay? okay, but I feel like with her, I don't think that's a bad thing to ask her, but I think if we wanted more, like a more in-depth look at what it was, I, w I, w I do want to try out this whole role-playing thing with her mm. to see if something else would come out. Because even that question, I love it, but she just always answers with snacks. I don't think that she can stand there and take inventory of her day to be mm -hmm. like, okay, these things happen, but this was my favorite. I think that's a little bit too advanced for her right oh, now. Okay. Maybe later on we can we can yeah. approach that. Yeah. I mean, I think she's getting there because she's actually dialoguing with grandpa now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah yesterday I came out and she was on the couch FaceTiming with grandpa by herself. Usually it's you sitting next to her. And apparently she held the camera in view, like her face was in view the whole time. She was holding the camera. She's like, grandpa, you left your shirt here. Are you going to come get it? And then he was like, no, I think I left a pair of shoes. And they were just having this back and forth. And she was telling him about this new toy that she got. And I was just behind her trying to capture this conversation because she felt so grown up to me. Yeah. But she was sitting there and like talking to him. Anyway, going back to the playful parenting, there's other things too where you can take dolls and model things. So let's mm -hmm. say I'm having a hard time getting Emmy to wash up. Yeah. Like you can take dolls and be like, okay, if you don't wash up, you know, you can be like the mean parent with one mm -hmm. of the dolls. It's like if you don't wash up, then you can't do this. And then like, but I don't want to wash up. And then you kind of act it out and it gets the child laughing and involved. Mm. And I don't remember exactly, but just kind of empathizing with them. It's like, yeah, getting ready is no fun. So like they kind of understand that we know what it is that they're feeling and kind of poking fun at it uh -huh. is one way to do that. And one thing that I learned from connective parenting too, like another big tip that I actually just tried yesterday was yeah. she plays this game with her daughter where it's like, can't get past me. Uh -huh. And, you know, like now when we come home from somewhere and Emmy needs to go to the bathroom to wash up. I don't know if you've noticed me doing this with her, but it's like, be like, Emmy, what do we do when we get home? She knows. She knows she has to put her shoes away and wash her hands. She knows it, but she'll still walk away. But now it's like, yeah. I'm going to race you to the bathroom. And immediately, sometimes when I don't even call her, she goes, Mom, I'm going to race you. <laughs> she will start running. I'll chase after her. And then she goes, okay, whoever touches the faucet first wins. And then she'll go and I'll like pretend to fumble and I'll always let her touch the sink but yesterday she was like mom let's do that race again and i want you to win with me i was just gonna say you should win a couple times but the fact that she asked she asked yesterday and she wanted to touch it together she's like let's win together oh my god i know Come on. so then today to take it up another notch i was like okay i mean i'm gonna race you to the bathroom but like but you can't get past me so i was kind of pretending to be in her way so she yeah. was like dodging me and trying to get past me but you're supposed to always let the child get past you. So then she gets past me and then I'm like, Ugh, and I pretend to trip and I'm chasing her. And mm. without me having to repeat anything, mm. the faucet's on, she's washing her hands and she's mm. trying to beat me. And then she keeps upping the level. She's like, okay, 
touch the faucet, I win. Whoever puts on soap first wins, and then she'll start lathering her hands. And then it's like, okay, whoever dries their hand on the towel is the winner. And we just keep doing it. Mm. We keep playing this game to finish the series of tasks that we want to finish. Mm. And it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. And she wanted to win together. So I thought good. that was so beautiful. I'm realizing as you're saying all this is a lot of the times I don't have the patience or I'm short with her because I'm not living that life. I'm in this, you know, produce, produce, perform mode. And then when I try to snap out of it, then like, I'm, I'm not snapped out of it. I'm basically mm -hmm. trying to make her an extension of that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so it made me really want to have a playful life. Playful, what's the equivalent of a playful parenting for myself? <laughs> but that's the thing too. The book that I'm reading is talking about how hard it is for us yeah. adults, yeah. but how beneficial it is not just for our children, but for ourselves too, and to connect to that part. Yeah. Like I was thinking yesterday too, I mean, even with baths, I want to be done yeah. because the faster I'm done with baths, the faster we can have special time, yeah. the faster we put Emmy in, and the faster I can get out here to finish up the household tasks so that I can get to my time of mm. doing nothing, right? Mm. And yesterday, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a pause here. And she got these, she's got a set of My Little Ponies as an early birthday present from one of our generous friends so and sweet. her daughters. They gifted it to her. And Emmy... You know, yesterday she didn't want to get into the bath. So I was like, Emmy, do you want to bring two of your ponies into the bath with us? And of course, she got really excited about that because these little ponies, they have the hair, fake hair. And I'm like, oh, let's shampoo it. So Emmy loves putting shampoo and lathering it. So we did the whole thing. And then I could have stopped there. But I was like, hey, Emmy, um, would you like to give them a, their own separate bath? Because we were done with her bath and I could tell she wanted to stay in a little bit longer. Yeah. But I wanted to start tidying up. So I created like a tiny bath for her for her ponies and she put the ponies into this little bath and she sat on the stool that i normally sit when i bathe her and i was just kind of watching what she was doing and she was talking to them about taking a bath and i don't know i didn't catch the whole conversation so i'm like okay i mean it's time to dry off do you want to come out and i gave her a towel mm. but then i went and grabbed a little washcloth for her to wrap her ponies in mm -hmm. so she comes out she's letting me dry her She's wrapping the ponies and she's talking to them and she started huddling them and rocking them and singing them the bedtime song that you sing to her, which is the Lion King, Weem Away. She was like, Weem Away, Weem Away. And then she does the whole thing. She goes, mm, like even to the end. <laughs> and then she looks at, she looks at me, she's like, can I go show my clean ponies to daddy? Mm -hmm. And and then she and then she looks at the ponies and goes, and I wasn't supposed to hear this because she wasn't trying to be funny or trying to get me in, but I, I overheard it. And she was like, all right, it's time to go to daddy, you little punk. <laughs> <laughs> and she did it to the pony she named Izzy because she named one Emmy and one Izzy. <laughs> and it's because when you're being playful with her, you're yeah. always calling her a little punk. Yeah, right? yeah. And it was so funny. But that's her role playing or yeah. modeling what she's received. Mm -hmm. And... It's funny, too, because other times I hear her talking to Izzy the way that I talk to her. And it's a lot of like, Izzy, be careful. Don't touch that. That's dirty. It's always about being careful and yeah. things being dirty. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but how fun would it be if I could be playful with her and she can learn to be easy on herself and also to extend that to Izzy? Mm. Oh, and then yesterday I was just on a roll. So I just kept going. Yeah. 
And the other thing I did was like, she likes to pretend that there is a monster in the closet. Whenever yeah. she gets out of the bath, she's like, hurry, mom, hurry. We have to get dressed really quickly because there's a monster or we have to get into the tub quickly before the bath, before the monster comes out. And she likes to close the shower curtain. Yeah. And sometimes she does resist like coming out and drying off. So I told her this towel that I have for her is a magic towel. And every time I put it over her, the monster can't see her. During the process of me lotioning her up, a lot of times she's like, Mom, stop. I don't want it. I don't want it. But yesterday I'm like, okay, Emmy, we have to put lotion on and I have to get your pajamas on before the monster comes back. So this monster is sleeping in the closet and I start lotioning her face. And I'm like, Emmy, Emmy, the monster's coming. So she's like panicking. I throw the towel over her. So it's helping me lotion her in sections. Mm. So I lotioned her face and I put the towel over. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, sorry. Emmy's not here right now. I'm like, Emmy, he can't see you. So I'm whispering to her in the towel. I'm like, he can't see you right now. He's right behind you. and He doesn't even know you're here. So I'm having this whole conversation with the monster about like, oh, yeah, yeah, Emmy. Yeah, she left. She'll be back in a minute. All right, okay. (laughs) And then I'll take the towel off quickly. I'm like, Emmy, we have to lotion your arms before the monster comes back. So I'm like lotioning her. And she's helping me, like giving me her arm. So I can lotion her quickly. And then I'm like setting a, you know, a timer on Alexa. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mom, hurry, hurry, give me other arm. What about my belly? And like, she's helping me help her <laughs> help me yeah. get her ready. Anyway, these are just little things that I've just pulled out of thin air, the little pony stuff and the towel thing. And it's been working. Yeah. And it's been really fueling me to find more ways mm. to be fun and creative because it takes a lot to be creative at 7.30 at night when I don't want to use my brain. Yeah, I know. But I see it. I see the fruit. Yeah, you've been doing a dynamite job. I'm often very taken aback by your, I don't want to say energy, but the energy that comes from you doing this. Yes, initially it feels like so much, but then the momentum builds so quickly. Exactly, yes. It was beautiful. It's always beautiful. And it's crazy to hear that from you because I've always considered you the more playful parent. The tables have turned drastically with the special time and the playing. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I never thought Emmy would prefer me for fun. Yeah. I'm like, she's probably not going to appreciate me till I don't know, she's past her teenage years. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm clean. Yeah. My teeth aren't black. Mom's always flossing yeah. me. In. I kind of expected this much later in life, but man, it has shifted dramatically in the yeah. past couple months and like even when she's emotional i feel like or she, when she's sick she would prefer you that's right but these days she's, she's always asking for me right yeah. which is so it's, this stuff works everyone yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> and, and coming yeah. from someone with this is not natural to me like yeah. i have to work yeah. well it is natural to you because mm. you are when you're playful like we, we talked about this was it last time but anyway with your family when you're in play mode oh, you yes. are the funnest person ever Nobody even knows yet. Not even you. Not even me. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of the times what's overriding that is like, you know, duty and and getting things done and making sure like you're doing what's best for the kid or or at least what you think is best for them. But I think what you're learning now is what's best for them is not what you originally thought it was. Yeah. And so it's brand new territory. I'm very inspired to play. I think you should read this book. I think I should. Yeah. Yes. But I guess what I was trying to say is like, I want, I need some more play in my life. Mm-hmm. I think we need play in One our lives. One of our sermons in the oh in my this series was talking about that. Yes. Play. Oh, so good. Oh, I completely forgot. I yes. forgot which sermon it it's was. so but important. He did mention yeah. how important that is. Yes. But it's like, how can I, how do I play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can I get there? Dirt, dirt, dirt. Yeah. 
So what? Okay, I don't want to get into a discussion of what we should do to play, but we should have a discussion of what you and I should do yeah. individually, but as a couple, because we. You and I need special time. We need some special time, yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe in the comments, if you're inspired by this whole play idea, let us know how you're going to play. I would love some inspiration for myself. Yeah, and hopefully when we figure out what that looks like, like you said, individually and as a couple, maybe we can go test some things out and see what Oh, report back? For sure. Or like, oh yeah, like, oh, ah, report back. I don't like that. (laughs) I mean, I know, I know. To share beautiful. No, to come back and be like, this is what we tried and... We weren't expecting this, but this happened. and Yeah. Yeah, so please comment below on YouTube, most likely, or graceandgiggles.co if you subscribe. I'm going to try to make sure we send out maybe a summary. I don't know. It's probably going to yeah. be different until I figure out what's sustainable. Yeah, because apparently Spotify, someone left a comment, but there's no way of responding to them. Like, how can we keep the conversation yeah. going, Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we didn't know that until we... Got a comment, and I was like, <laughs> oh, what do I do? Yeah. But... Yeah, so love you guys. You know, hit you. subscribe if you've somehow found us somehow. I don't Randomly. know how you would. Yeah. <laughs> um, and leave a like because apparently that helps the algorithms. I mean, all the stuff that YouTubers say, yeah. Yeah. insert here. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, don't. Or don't. You know, <laughs> Whatever. You do you. <laughs> yeah. If you're here, we love you. Yeah. So this is the pod and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.